0: The following Shi'ur has been delivered by Dayan Yosef Greenwald, Dayan at the Bet For more information or Shi'urim, please visit dshc.org or call one 200 tshc That's one 200 8742
1: In learning this week's parasha, Parashat Noach, when we survey the way the Torah describes the sorry state of planet Earth, as uh, they were heading towards the, tumbling down the cliff towards total destruction of the Dora Mabul, really is reminiscent, unfortunately, of the world we live in, where there's a total uh, decline in morality, decency, and everything that makes a human being great. And the Torah tells us, and again, it's very telling, for the world we live in, Elokim. <laughs> The world was corrupted before God. Rashi tells us Lashon Erva. A language, uh, the, the terminology of is refers to immorality. Ki Kolbasa All flesh, so to speak. The physical being of man was degraded from being the godly image of the Almighty and it was taken down and human beings were degraded into animals because everybody just followed their eyes and did whatever made them feel good without any sense of decency, without any sense of shame, and without any sense of godliness inside them. And this is a good place for us to uh, be inspired by what godliness looks like in our physical relationships. What godliness looks like in the life of Kidusha that a Yid is supposed to live, that a Jew lives, and how that contrasts with somebody who doesn't have the gift of Torah and Mitzvot to infuse his life with Kiddushah. Let's open up a Rambam, and let's read how the Rambam describes married life outside the realm of Torah and Mitzvot. Again, we're not talking about here people who are doing bad things, we're talking about people who are, Decent and honest, but they haven't been given the gift of Torah and Mitzvot. And the Ramad tells us in the very beginning of Hilchotishut, Perak Aleph Halocha Aleph. Kodem Matan Torah, before the giving of the Torah on Har Sinai. Haya Adam Pogayi Shabashok, a man would meet a woman. Imratzahu Vihili Sa'otah machnis Beso. If there was mutual consent for them to form a relationship, she would move in to his house. He would live with her. He would be intimate with her. That's it. They're married. Since the time of Matan Torah, Klaul Yisrael is commanded. If a man wants to wed a woman, first he has to do a ceremonial act of Kinyan. What we call the act of kiddushin, and then she becomes his wife. The pasuk tells us, so what we learn over here is that the Rambam is describing the act of marriage, of giving over the wedding ring, not just as an act of becoming man and wife. But as an act of consecration, this is something that only is a Jewish concept. The fact that it's followed uh, in, in rough style by the nations of the world, by Western civilization, there's a priest or whoever it is conducting the ceremony and there's vows and there's an exchange of rings and all that is just because they've learned from us that the world of Kiddushah needs preparation. Kiddushah, also, besides for meaning holiness, it means preparation, it means dedication. And that's something they've learned for us. But really, a non-Jewish marriage is just a function of two people mutually consenting to have a relationship. And as much as that's not coming with a sense of Kiddushah, it's coming just because it works for the two of them. So that relationship could be, could be undone without any spiritual component. When a, when a man and woman get married in the halachot of the Torah, there's an act of kiddushin, there's an act of consecration. When the when a Jewish marriage is undone, chalila. It has to be undone with a special written document invested with special powers. It has to be written Lishmah. It's not just a legal process. Okay, they're no longer a man and wife, and uh, they declare their uh, willingness to live with, wanting to live without each other, and that's it. There's an act of taking apart something which is consecrated. And that act has to be done in very defined circumstances. Whereas a ben a non-Jew, Yerushalmi tells us in the beginning of Kiddushin, Ein gerushin there is no divorce for non-Jews. It happens to be outside Lahavdil. Outside our world, the, uh, the Catholics don't believe in divorce. But that's for some type of spiritual component, but in actuality, that's not what the Yerushalmi actually means. The Rambam tells us in Hilchot Melachim where he discusses the halachot of non-Jews living with, uh, you know, with Hashem's will. In Perek Tet of Hilchot Melachim the Rambam tells us as follows. Meimatai from when ti'a ishet chavero ki grusha Shalanu. When does a non-Jewish couple, when they get divorced, when is when are they considered no longer husband and wife? Mishiyot ziena min betov latzma. Either he sends you he out and he... Sends her out on her own. Or, or when she decides to go. Either one can decide to walk out on the relationship. They don't have a written document. And by the way, think about the fact, this is very telling. Think about the fact that our deeds of divorce are written more or less in the same manner as Sefer Torah. That means a, a Jewish marriage is a beta mikdash. It's a place. It's a kli. It's a vessel for for godliness. Vashurat The only way Rachmanalatlam to destroy, to take that apart, to destroy that, is with a process of kedusha or some process of kedusha which can take apart that kedusha. The writing that's done has to be written on a document that's almost the same as the Sefer Torah. The words are the words of a deed of divorce, but it's it's a process that mirrors a sefer Torah. They don't have that outside. It's it, the the marriage was a matter of mutual consent and mutual convenience or mutual feelings. And as soon as that's not there, that's not there. There's nothing about it which is be'etzem. There's nothing about that marriage which is by definition the concept of bashert does not exist. Two parts of one in the Shema, you know, there's uh you're you're a forever person. But the concept of that two people were created with a common mission, with a mission that's not only in this world, but Lenetsachnitzakum, they they don't have that outside the world of uh Torah, Outside the world of Torah Mitzvah, that concept does not exist. So if it doesn't exist, so then there's a relationship. It's based on respect, trust affection, and so on and so forth, but as soon as any one of those factors, or all those factors are not there, it can be taken apart. And uh, that's what the Ramah is saying, as soon as there is mutual concern, and that's what it means in La Lebenach, there's no divorce in the sense of a process of holiness, undoing a vessel of holiness, because it wasn't that, so it doesn't have to become that. It happens to be that the Ram, in his Chidushim in Sanhedrin, on Dafnun Chet Amud Bet. Brings in the name of uh, Rabenu David, who's one of the Tamidim of the Ramban, who's seldom quoted in other Masechtot. The Sanhedrin, the Ran brings a lot of him. He brings that this that the Yerushalmi says in Gerushin leBen Noach means in uh, laHavdil what we mentioned before that they don't have a, a bill of divorce; they can't get divorced. There's no way for them to undo a marriage. The Ran argues. Ran says, no, no, no. no. Ben-Noach, their marriages are not stronger, better, or more intrinsic than ours. So obviously what it means is there's no need for the process of gerushin. The whole marriage was mutual consent, so it could be undone with mutual consent. What's interesting is there is actually another opinion in the Midrash, in Breshit Rabbah. Ravchanin b'shem Rabbi Yochanan Omar. She'en lahem gerushin quotes the same idea as the Yerushalmi. They don't have the process of divorce. Oshesnehem migarshin He has two options, and he has some type of doubt as to which one is correct. Either they don't have divorce, or they have that the two of them can divorce each other. the The way that the B'farshim explained this is interesting. The, the safek of the midrash, of Rabbi Yochanan, the midrash is, do they not have divorce in the sense that there's no mutual process? The marriage is mutual consent. They don't have divorce by mutual consent. They're, we'll say it like this. She'enlehem Gerushin means marriage is created by one party, by us. The husband creates the marriage the Maasek Kiddushin, the Kinyan, is done by the husband. And the act of Gerushin is also, the marriage is dissolved by the husband. In the sense, Enlehem Gerushin in the Yerushalmi, which by Benoach, what that means is, that they don't have one divorcing the other. Or, the other Tzad of the Yerushalmi is, Not that one divorces the other, but that it's done, it has to be done by both. means that what the safek of the Yerushalmi is, can one walk out on the marriage, or does it have to be dissolved by mutual consent? Anyway, you look at it, the point is that the marriage is not a function of some type of uh, established Some type of establishment that's created by one party, and let's let's um, let's go into that for a minute. The concept that a husband marries his wife—of course, you need—it's by mutual consent. The Gemara tells us in many places that there is no such thing as marriage without the consent of the woman. And yet, even though it's with her consent, it's done by him. Divorce, on the other hand. Can be done bal karcha, can be done against her will. He does the divorce. And the reason for that is as follows, or we might say the definition of that is as follows. When a person, when a, when a, when a Jewish marriage takes place, it's not two people that are entering a relationship of mutual benefit, uh, interest, and so on and so forth. What we have is, A man taking a woman, the way Jewish marriage, the way Hashkafah looks at Jewish marriage is, is that the man takes the woman as his wife, she becomes part of him. The concept of him being part of her doesn't exist. It's her becoming part of him. In that context, since he's extending his mitziut, his reality to include someone else. And that's what it means. Jewish marriage is about a husband feeling his wife as himself, taking responsibility for her as himself, treating his home as an extension of himself, and treating his family, his familiar life, and his familiar relationships as an extension of himself. Not this somebody else that he has to deal with, take care of, take responsibility for. But seeing his wife, and so on, as an extension of himself. So because it's an extension of him, he has to create that. And if he wants to cut part of him off, himself off, if a person decides they he wants a, a limb of his amputated, that's a decision he makes. If he wants to amputate a limb of his, which is what we call divorce, because he's stoki gofo, that's a decision he has to make. Now, the marriage can only be created with her mutual consent because the Torah, of course, until she willingly becomes part of him, she's her own person. You can't be mevatel, you can't take away her sense of independence without her ratzon. So the way the Ran describes this in Mesechet Nedarim chavtet, is Ishka Mafkeret Atzma. She... Leaves her, she lets herself be taken, and he takes her. What does that mean? Mafker, that's ma, What that means is, she allows her independence to be taken over, and she allows herself to be created into an extension of him. Ishto kigufo. Again, outside, that, that, the process of two people becoming one reality, of two people joining up for one mission, for one life together, is a spiritual concept. Outside of the world of Kiddusha, the world of B'ne Noach, in the world of Kodem Matan Torah, Adam Pogge B'ashuk, it's a, you know, relationships in life are a matter of mutual interest. And again, those relationships can be broken. The relationship is based on trust. Trust can be betrayed. There's an interesting discussion. The Gemaran Kiddushan, Yud Gimlam and, and Dafyot, Gimel Bet tells us uh, that there's a special pasuk that a woman who is married is allowed to marry somebody else. Very basic concept. A woman who unfortunately lost her husband is allowed to get remarried. That's a very basic. But the Gemara tells us that it's not so simple. You need a special pasuk, a special gzerat hakatuv to, to teach us that. So says the Pnei Yeshua... That we we don't have that pasuk by Ben Noach. So Ben Noach, seemingly, if uh, if a woman loses her husband, a non-Jew loses her husband, al pi halacha, she's not allowed to get uh she's not allowed to get remarried. Others disagree, and they say literally the opposite. Based on the model that we just created, Jewish marriage is about she is an extension of him. Meaning, say as soon as she gets married, as soon as we'll call her Rivka gets married to Yaakov. Rivka is no longer Rivka. Rivka is an extension. She's Eshet Yaakov. That being said, just because Yaakov passed away, that doesn't change her identity. She's still Eshet Yaakov. How can she become Eshet, Ru, uh, Eshet Ruven, Eshet Yehudah? She is a Shet Yaakov. That's her essence. That's who she is. The Torah has to tell us a special pasuk that mitata bal matir, the death of a husband, allows her to get married. By Ben-Noach, the whole relationship was there for mutual concern, mutual benefit and mutual agreement and mutual consent. If one of the parties dies, then of course the other one is allowed to get remarried. They're not in the relationship anymore. It's not that you don't have a pasuk. You don't need a pasuk. There's no relationship between when one person is unfortunately no longer alive and the other person's alive. So this is the, the concept and the halachot that we just discussed are just another towering example of the gift that we have as Torah Jews to live our lives that everything in our life is infused with kedusha. Everything in our life, v'chaye olam nata betochenu. When Hashem gave us the Torah, He breathed into every part of our being eternal life. Everything that we do is infused with eternity. Hashem should give us the strength to recognize, He should give us the clarity, the strength to recognize, live, appreciate, and take advantage of the... Netzach of the of the eternity that exists in all our relationships, in all our deeds, in all our activities, our marriages should be filled with the spirit of Hashem, with the presence of Hashem. We should be zochet to raise our families
0: This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halacha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halacha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary din services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halacha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at org to subscribe.